Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hey, hey, this is a Thursday episode, so this is a mixed drinks episode. This is a couple minutes on a couple random topics instead of 10 to 12-ish minutes all on one topic. Although Monday's episode was long. I think it was like 20 minutes. I had a lot to say, but I don't have that much to say today. I am feeling under the weather. is like day three of having a sore throat and a little bit of a cough, and so I'm going to try to edit out all the coughs and... I don't think I'm going to talk that long, but we'll see. Uh, okay, so I had a couple things on my mind. Okay, the first – oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I am just like so overdoing my taxes right now. Um, my partner changed jobs last year, and like I thought we were on top of it. We were not on top of it. And as it turns out, over-contributed to 401k, over-contributed to HSA. It turns out I under-contributed a little bit to my HSA, and I'm debating whether it's worth the hassle to be able to contribute a couple hundred extra bucks before April 15th. I don't know. But if you're feeling annoyed by taxes, I'm with you. I also, though, I'm a firm believer that we can all do our own taxes. I think I've talked about this before, but when I was 22, like fresh out of school, first year with, you know, a big girl job, I was like, I got my W-2 in the mail and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And ended up paying someone like $50 to file my taxes for me. I had the simplest taxes in the world. I had one W-2. I had no write-offs, like no mortgage interest, no charitable deductions, no anything. I mean, you can do your taxes even if you have all of these things. It's it's generally like very straightforward. Um, but I'm like, and I thought it was fine because I was like, well, I got $100 back and it only cost me $50 to pay this guy to do it. So like, I'm doing great. <sighs> Although I was having a conversation in um, Instagram DMs today with someone who was like, I just don't want to do it. And in my head, I was like, no, but you should just do it yourself. Like you can do it yourself. It's it's really not that hard. And you should just do your own taxes. Use TurboTax or FreeTax USA or whatever your system of choice is. But then I thought to myself like, well, yeah, but like I could clean my own house, but like I don't <laughs> just because I don't want to. Like, yeah, I could do it, but I'm just like very happy to outsource that task in my life. So then I kind of, I mean, not that I was arguing with this person, but I was like, no, but I think, you know, like maybe give it a shot and here's what you could do and then once I I compared that in my head mentally I was like you know what you do you (laughs) so that's where I am with my taxes I'm very annoyed and I'm jealous of people who are already done because I my taxes aren't complex enough that I need someone else to do them, but they are complex enough that I'm just always afraid I'm going to forget something. Like I get a form in the mail for bank interest that I totally forgot about and I would have filed and thought I was done and then I got this thing in the mail and that made me realize I was forgetting something. So that's where the stress comes from mostly for me. This year also from the over-contributing to the HSA and the 401k, but mostly I just, I I end up doing it and then I sit on it for a month because I keep thinking I'm forgetting something and then, and then I go back in to review it and then I can't remember what I did and I don't trust myself. So I end up going through it all again. Anyways, I'm in tax stress town. And so if you're in tax stress town, just know you are in good company. Um, but speaking of taxes, our tax dollars, I like to imagine all of my tax dollars just go to the public library. I know that they don't. I know they go to like roads and police and defense spending and, and social security and all, all kinds of things. But uh, one of my favorite things that taxes pay for are library books. And I am a big user of the public library. I get almost all of my books, um, ebooks and audiobooks from the library. I will occasionally go to the physical library and borrow a physical book, but not often. 
But lately, I just like, do you play the hold juggling game? So I put a bunch of books on hold and then it seems like they all come available at one time and I'm trying not to, you know, like I'm trying to space them out. And if you use the Libby app, you can say, okay, delay my hold. Like if it's ready now, just like send it to me in a week. But then sometimes you say that, but then you run out of books to read and the new one isn't available yet. And anyways, it's just really stressing me out. And one of the things I think about is that the the electronic copies of books that the library gets to loan out. So like ebooks and audiobooks are really expensive because it's a whole, I mean, I, there's a great plan of money episode about this. Um, I won't go totally down the rabbit hole, but libraries pay more for their copies of books because they're going to loan them out over and over again. And it's, it's really tough. I actually think it's like a really tough issue because on the one hand, if a library just bought a paper book for $20, they could loan it out a hundred times maybe before it fell apart and they couldn't use it again. But when a library purchases a copy of an ebook, it might cost them like a hundred dollars and then they have a limit that they can only loan it out like 20 times. I'm making those numbers up, but it's something to that effect. And so I understand that publishers and authors need to get paid and need to make money. I also, you know, I'm a huge supporter of the library and equal access to information. And I feel guilty if I check out a book from the library and then I don't end up finishing it or reading it because I know that the library paid like a licensing fee for me to be able to borrow that copy of the book. So it's kind of stressing me out. It's almost making me want to just like start buying books again and and then maybe like donate them to my library when I'm done. I do, I do make a, a, a good size donation to my public library once a year uh, in order to assuage my guilt for how much I use the all of the resources and materials that I get from the Libby app for free. So anyways, that's uh, how I feel about taxes and library cards. On a completely different topic, I did an episode a couple weeks ago about the goals that I was thinking about for 2023. I'm a big fan of thinking about your goals through the month of January and then like finalizing them in February once you've had a couple weeks to think about it and get used to it and decide what you might actually be interested in. And there's a couple on that list that I think I'm just like, I don't care about. (laughs) Um, So one of them is my Duolingo streak. I still have my Duolingo streak. I haven't broken it for this year. And if you don't know, Duolingo is an app that you can use for free to learn any kind of language and it it's super gamified so you get points and badges and all the things to keep going and one of their big things is a streak so they really encourage you to practice every day you can there's usually you can get something called a streak freeze so you can skip one or two days and have your streak still be intact but so my streak is still intact i've used several streak freezes but i just every day when i go to do it i'm like ugh this again. <laughs> and it's it's definitely not bringing me joy. And I keep thinking, I mean, I don't, don't want to drop it on purpose because I don't want to break my streak. But whenever I do break my streak, I'll feel good about it. One time I had a really long Duolingo streak. I forget how long. But like, I remember purposely just being like, I need to give this up because it's making me bananas. And it was so weird to just sit on my hands and be like, I'm not going to do it. And then, but I felt such a relief when it was done. So watch, I'll probably like not let the streak break all year. But I'm I'm like ready to let it go one, one of these days. Um, One of my other goals is I I wanted to wear more lipstick and I have made zero progress on that. So I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to that. Maybe I won't. And then another one was using my walking pad to walk while I'm working. I mentioned I, I've been so excited to see these walking pads become a lot more popular. I got one three years ago and they were not popular then. And like, I just feel like I had a lot of the same conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, it slides under my desk. Yeah, I have a standing desk. Like, yeah, I know I don't walk very fast. Um, Yep, I can work. Like, no, it's not noisy. And all things. So it's been really fun seeing them become more popular because that way, like if I use mine or talk about it, it's less of 
Uh, I don't feel like I have to be the spokesperson <laughs> for people, for the walking pad girlies, but I am just looking at my calendar and noticing that I spend so much time in meetings and I personally don't like to be on a walking pad while I'm in meetings. I just think the motion is distracting when I see other people do it. So I kind of had a loose goal trying to use it more this year, but it's not really, it's not feeling important or vital or I'm probably not going to make that a priority. So those are a couple ones I think about dropping. I'm looking through the rest. I think the rest of these are good. One other one I'm kind of questionable on is I got these things called frownies. They're uh, stickers that you put on your forehead to keep yourself from your forehead from getting so wrinkly. And I set a goal that I wanted to do 30 days in a row at some point, like at any point, just 30 days uh, without stopping. So every time I miss a day, I have to start over. But I don't know if that's actually important to me either. It has been fun using them. I haven't been using them. I probably use them like two or three times a week. I do think they make a difference. But so anyways, uh, those are some of the goals I'm dropping. Okay. The last thing I have on my, on the notes app on my phone that I wanted to mention is something I've been talking to like friends in real life a lot about. And it's something I'm calling scoff casting, uh, S-C-O-F-F casting. And it's just, okay, what do I want to say about this? It's just this idea that we've all been, okay, no, it's this idea that everything on the internet is designed to take advantage of the fact that as humans, we are more attracted to negative things than positive things. So for example, I have often fallen down a rabbit hole watching a lot of YouTube videos about interior design. And what I've noticed is that the videos that are like five things that are going out of style, 10 things that make your house look terrible, like three design choices I hate are like get a lot more views than the ones that are like five things I really love, 10 things that'll make your house look great, like three things that you'll just think are really special. (laughs) And so I'm just noticing this all the time now. And I really felt like I specifically noticed it in my own podcast feed that I was listening to multiple podcasts that were essentially built around the idea of like tearing something else down. And so like Pod Save America was one. Um, You're Wrong About is an example that a friend gave me. I don't listen to that one. Um, Maintenance phase is one. Celebrity memoir book club is like not always a teardown. Sometimes it's a teardown. Sometimes it's, hey, this book was really great. But I even found myself being like, oh, I hope it's a teardown episode because those ones are really fun. (laughs) And, And I was just really noticing that in my own feeds. And I was noticing that, I mean, even I have, I think I've done one or two episodes that were book reviews on my own podcast here. And the ones where I'm like, oh, I didn't like this book are more popular. Like they get more listens and and people will send me a message like, oh my gosh, I felt the exact same way. And there is something here. I mean, someone smarter than I am could talk about this more intelligently. Like there's something, you know, if I meet someone and we both like the same thing, we both like the same TV show, like the same food, you know, that's one thing. We've got a bit of a bond there. But if I meet someone and we both hate the same thing, I'm like, oh, we're best friends now. I'm not sure why that is. And I'm not blaming anyone. Like that's just how humans are. That's just a fact of things. But I'm trying to be really conscious about being mindful of the content that I consume as a listener, as a reader, and then also being more mindful about the content that I put out and talking as much about the things that I like as maybe the things that I don't like. So I just wanted to put that thought out there. And even just being aware of it has kind of, it's just put it on my radar. So when I even when I'm listening to something and I'm like, ooh, this is really good. Sometimes I think like, oops, that's a, that's some scoff casting. Like, be careful. You don't want your whole day to become about hating things. That's, you know, that's how we got Trump. <laughs> so like, anyways, that's my thought about that. So 
I'm curious if you have thoughts about any of these things. You know where to find me. I absolutely love, like, literally nothing makes me happier when I get a message from someone who's like, oh my gosh, I listen to the podcast and here's my thought about whatever thing. I say this all the time, but it's a strange thing to just sit in a room and talk to yourself. <laughs> when you post on other platforms like social Instagram, Twitter, you pretty immediately get feedback. People are like, like, or they respond or leave a comment, whatever it is. And it's it's you don't get that with podcasts. You just kind of sometimes feel like you're shouting out into the wind. So every single time someone says, oh my gosh, I am also struggling with my taxes, or I thought I was the only one who felt guilty about using library so much, or like, wow, I am also noticing now that I have all this scoff casting in my podcast feed. Like that just, I, I, the amount of like dopamine that <laughs> rushes through my brain every single time is, is pretty great. So thank you as always for listening. And the next episode that you will have in your Liz Gets Loaded podcast feed will be on the one year anniversary of me creating this podcast here. I remember it very vividly. It was a Sunday afternoon and I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday afternoon. I, it was a weekend day. And I, um, and I remember thinking like, oh, I bet I could start a podcast like right now if I wanted to. I bet I could figure it out. And I went online and I Googled it. And within two or three hours, I had a podcast. I had two podcast episodes that were up on Apple Podcasts and I felt like a magician. And it's been so fun since then. And I just, I really enjoy it. So, so again, like, thank you so much for listening. And and if you have enjoyed what you've been hearing, you know, maybe send this to a friend. Be like, hey, I listen to this podcast. I think you would like it too. Or if you don't like it, be like, hey, I hate listening to this podcast. I think you would really hate it too. And that this is a way we can deepen our bond as friends. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take it. Either way. Okay. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, if you liked this, then maybe share it with a friend or leave a review. And if you didn't like it, um, maybe just keep that to yourself.